welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this Physical Therapy Side Hustle podcast series. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. They are offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash HWS and enter healthy, wealthy, and smart in the how did you hear about us section. They are great accounting software, easy to use, really intuitive. I've been using it. I'm really enjoying it. So welcome to chapter two of the Side the physical therapy side hustle podcast. So today we're going to go over a couple of things. We're going to go over types of side hustles. We're going to go over goals and some time management stuff. So <clears throat> the first thing I want to talk about are the types of side hustles. So I think a lot of people think when they think of the physical therapy side hustle, they think of, I have to do, I'm working on the side to create my own business, which is awesome and great. It's what I did. Um, and it works really well, but there are a whole bunch of different side hustles. Believe me, I've done a lot of them. So when I was first out of school, I actually worked in retail in my spare time, um, because I didn't want to just only do PT stuff. I didn't want to get burned out. So I worked in retail, uh, over the holiday seasons to get more, to get a little bit more money to pay off my student loans and to also get the discounts on clothes for gifts for people. Um, so that was one of the ways I did a side hustle. Um, another side hustle that I did was I was working full time in a clinic. I was seeing patients on the side with a mini side hustle. And then I was also doing per diem work for the Lion King, the Broadway musical, the Lion King. Um, again, just another side hustle. Um, I've known people who have done side hustles, starting a tech company, creating an app, um, so there are a lot of ways you can have a side hustle. I don't want people to think that the physical therapy side hustle is only for people who are trying to start their own business. I think the majority of people, that may be true, but there are a lot of other ways to kind of get that side hustle in and to do it in a way that's fun, to do something that's outside of maybe your normal patient population. And it could be something that you're interested in, that you love doing, but it's outside of physical therapy. But one thing I want to make clear is that your side hustle is something you're getting paid for. If it is not something you're getting paid for, it's a hobby. So let's just, you know, keep that in mind. So maybe you love photography and you've gotten so good at it that now you're getting paid to do photography. That's a side hustle. If you just go out on your weekends and take pictures, it's a hobby. So big distinction there. So I just wanted people to understand that side hustles can come in a lot of different forms, and it doesn't only have to be for people who are uh, starting their own business. Um, so if you have if you have interests in things outside of physical therapy that you can make money on, then you should explore that. You should see, you know, can I make this fit into my lifestyle? Do I like to do it? Am I good at it? Is there a need for it? And that kind of brings me to uh, the next thing I want to talk about. And I want everyone to, when you have a chance, get a piece of paper 
split it up into three columns. In those columns, what I want you to write down is, what am I good at? Write it down. And what are you good at doesn't mean I'm good at manipulations. I'm good at, you know, prescribing exercise. It might be, you know, I'm really good at talking with people. I'm really good at connecting one person to another. I'm really good with my clinical skills. I am a really good writer. I am really good at coming up with new ideas. So these are just examples. So I want you to really kind of do a brain dump, but think outside of the box of what are you really good at? That's one column. Your next column is what is there a need for in my community? What's missing in my community? What do I wish I saw? What do my friends or my family wish was in the community? Write all of that down. You know, what's missing? And then the third column is what do you love to do? So just because you're good at it doesn't mean you love to do it. So you've got what am I good at? What is my community or my my immediate surroundings missing? And what do I love doing? Write all of that down. Do a big brain dump. And then I want you to then go back and look at everything and see if there's a way you can connect the dots. What you're good at, what's missing, what you love. If you can find a way to connect the dots, if there are dots to be connected between those three columns, then that might give you an idea of where you want your side hustle to go, what direction you want it to go in, because it can go in any direction you want, you know? And then I guess you should make a third, a fourth column that's just a yes or no, and it's can I make money doing this? Yes or no. Very important. So again, what, what am I good at? What is my community or my peer group or the people around me? What are they missing? What do I love? And can I make money on it? If you can connect those dots, then you can start talking about, well, you know something, I think I really have something here. And I think this could be my side hustle because you want to do something that you love. You don't want to do something just to do it because that is the absolute worst. Okay. So once you have that down, then you can start thinking about writing out some goals. You can think about writing out some smart goals for yourself. And the goals can be short-term and long-term. Um, but a short-term goal might be, you know, I am going to get my idea solidified and I'm going to write it down on paper. You know, that's a great short goal to have. And I think it's really important to have that goal and to make it accessible, you know, they should, goals should be measurable. They should be accessible. They should be realistic and they should be timely. So let's make sure that you have all of that down when you're writing each and every goal for yourself. I'm a huge fan. I do things monthly. That's just me. I write out monthly goals and I try and accomplish those monthly goals each month. I usually will write out three to four for myself so as not to be too overwhelming, but some of my goals, for instance, this month is to continue to mail out books for the Women in PT Summit for all the attendees that signed up. They get a book by Lolly Daskal called The Leadership Gap. And so I want to make sure that is one of my top priorities. And so I am that person at the post office um, mailing out 10 to 15 books media mail about two or three times a week. Um, but for me, that's important for me. That's one of my big goals. So, and actually the women in PT summit is another one of my side hustles. So what's so interesting is I sort of took a full-time job 
and then did a side hustle by seeing patients in their homes on the side. That side hustle is now my full-time job. And then guess what? Now I have another side hustle, two, I guess, if you count the podcast. Um, and then the Women in PT Summit. And I did the same thing. I looked at what I loved to do, what I was good at, where there was um, a gap. And from that, the PT Summit, the Women in PT Summit was born. So, you know, these things do happen. They do work out. You just have to work hard and you have to know that you have to put in that extra work. So, you know, get your, get everything lined up and then start writing your goals. Short-term, long-term, just make sure that they're measurable, make sure they're realistic, make sure they're timely, and make sure that those goals are accessible to you. You don't want to have a goal that's like completely out of left field because then you'll never do it. And then if you don't do those goals, then frustration sets in. And then you think to yourself, well, what, why am I doing this in the first place? So make sure that you're setting goals that are realistic, and, and also fun. You know, you don't want to be stressed out by your side hustle. If you are stressed out by your side hustle, you better start rethinking that side hustle because it might not be the one for you. Um, okay. So on that note, we're going to take a little break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be back in about 60 seconds. A huge thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring today's episode. The all-new FreshBooks makes ridiculously easy accounting software that's completely transformed how freelancers and small business owners deal with their day-to-day work. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. The all-new features include professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments, and see when your clients have seen your invoice. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com HWS and enter healthy, wealthy, and smart in the how did you hear about us section. And it's ridiculously easy. I have been using it. If I can use it, you can too. And now back to today's episode. Hey, everybody, we are back. So in the first half of the podcast, we talked about kind of how to find the right side hustle for you and that it doesn't necessarily have to be owning your own business. And I think that's really important. We talked about setting some smart goals for yourself and making sure they're realistic and that they're fun and that you're enjoying meeting those goals. Because if you're not, then that side hustle is going to be more stressed than you need it to be. So now I want to talk about what's really needed in a side hustle. And you need to have the want and the desire to work hard. It's not easy to work a full-time job and start something on the side. It takes time. So if you have a family, if you have children, you have to really think about, do you want to take time away from other parts of your life to put into this side hustle? Because it's really, really important that you're clear on that and that you're passionate about it and that your loved ones, the people around you, that they understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. So again, that's where these goals come in and that's where making sure you've connected the dots so that you know what your why is, you know why you're doing this. And you want people around you to understand that as well. So make sure you have the time to put into a side hustle. Because again, if you don't have the time to put into it, if it's not going where you want it to go, it's not a side hustle, it's a hobby. So how do you manage all of this? How do you manage a full-time job? How do you manage taking care of a home? How do you manage your relationships? And how do you manage friendships? What, because you don't want to be working 24 hours a day. Nobody does. So I took a class. I'm going to tell you some good time management tips. I took a class uh, back in January with Chris Winfield. 
And Chris Winfield is also doing a series for entrepreneur.com on the side hustle. And we'll have a link to that in this po- uh, in the show notes over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com under this podcast. So Chris gave some really great tips on how to manage your time. And I have been doing it ever since. So since January, I have been doing this and I have literally found hours and hours of and hours of extra time during the week. So what are they? Number one, I get up every, I've gotten, I get up now about an hour earlier than I used to. So that's an hour of found time in my day. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning and I know it sounds cheesy is I make my bed make my bed. I make my room look nice. I straighten things up. It takes all of five to 10 minutes. I'm a real stickler with the bed making. So it takes me a little while to make sure all the pillows are just right. But once I do that, I feel really good about myself because I've gotten up and I've already accomplished one thing in my day. I've made my bed. I've straightened up my bedroom. It's awesome. So I've been doing that since January. Then I you know, go in, wash my face, do whatever you have to do in the morning. Then I come out, I do not look at social media at all. I don't open up Facebook or Twitter, Snapchat or Instagram. I don't do any of that. The first thing I do is I sit down on my couch and I set a timer for 25 minutes. These are what uh, are called Pomodoros. So Pomodoros are 25 minute time slots that you devote to one specific thing. Everything else is off. You have blinders on. You're focusing only on one thing. So what I usually do first thing in the morning is I get up, I set my timer for 25 minutes, and I go through my 25 minutes worth of emails. And it has completely transformed the way I start my day because now I know, did I miss anything from the night before? No. Did I get things done I needed to get done? Yes. And I do all of that in 25 minutes. Then I'll take a five minute break. I'll do a little stretch. I'll walk around. I might start my breakfast. And then I set the timer for another 25 minute Pomodoro. And I'll again, focus myself on one singular task. So maybe one day it's doing invoices for my, for my clients. Maybe another day it's, I'm going to do 25 minutes and work solidly on the women in PT summit, or I'm going to take 25 minutes and I'm going to work solidly on this other project. And if you do that without any distractions, you will be shocked at how efficient you are and how much you can get done in 25 minutes. So uh, you can look up Pomodoro's. We'll have a link to that as well. Um, so, so think about everything you have to get done in 25-minute increments. It will change your life. And then the other thing I do when I do those 25-minute Pomodoros is I listen to Theta music or Theta beats or binaural beat music. Um, When I went to Explain Pain 3, Mark Jensen, one of the uh, presenters, along with Lorimer Mosley and David Butler, talked about Theta waves and that Theta waves are... Uh, waves that are relaxing for the brain, that help you focus, that help you kind of block out all these other thoughts coming into your head. So I have started using theta waves or binaural beats um, when I do these Pomodoros and I find that like I am in it, you know, I'm concentrating, I'm in it. And things that used to, I used to maybe take me 45 minutes to an hour because I would get distracted. A lot of times I'm finished before my 25 minute Pomodoro is up. So 
um, that is a great way to kind of manage your time. The other thing I do is I keep a very, very strict schedule. Um, I keep a strict schedule like on my phone or on my calendar, however you want to do it. And I know exactly where my patients are. I know exactly where I have to be at what time. The other things that I do are I schedule in time at the gym. I schedule in lunch. I schedule in time to do, I may schedule in an hour and a half to do two Pomodoros or something like that. So the other things that I do is I you have to make sure that you schedule in the time. And it may be schedule in the time for a date, schedule in the time to hang out with your kids. Because what I found, if it's not on my calendar, I forget about it. I don't do it. I procrastinate. I do stupid shit that I don't even have to be doing because I forget that I have to do the stuff I need to do. So as far as time management is concerned, because you're now going to be pulled in a lot of different directions, you have to make sure that you're finding some extra time in your week and working with Pomodoros, scheduling things out, waking up a little bit earlier in the morning. For me, it was just an hour earlier. It was a little tough in the beginning, but I got used to it. I can honestly say that I've probably picked up at least an extra 10 hours during my week, at least 10 hours. Um, And that's 10 hours of me doing meaningful work, work that goes back to those goals that I had set for myself earlier, work that goes when I look up on my big calendar on my wall. And yes, I have a huge calendar on my wall. Um, I have my goals written on the side. It, it coincides with those goals. When I look at my vision board that I create every every January, it coincides with that vision board. So um, when you have a side hustle, in order to av- avoid the burnout, in order to you know, keep yourself positive and keep yourself going in the right direction. I think everything that I talked about today are things that you really need to do. So if you have to listen to this again, go back through um, everything, get your paper out, write it down, do a Pomodoro on on it, and um, you'd be surprised at how much clearer you will be on what you really want. So that's today's physical therapy side hustle. A huge thanks to FreshBooks for sponsoring today's podcast. Again, you can go to freshbooks.com slash HWS and enter healthy, wealthy, and smart in the how did you hear about us section for a unrestricted 30-day trial. So check it out. And in the meantime, have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.